0: Welcome to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast. The podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces from a different decade each week. From black and white classics to modern day blockbusters, we'll be covering it all. And Rick, Halloween is just around the corner. So we have a special podcast planned for all of our loyal listeners out there. We are stepping off the beaten path of our regular scheduled programming and we're diving into the cinematic realm of Halloween classics. Rick, this year we're talking about Beetlejuice.
1: Park, I didn't even realize this was for a Halloween movie. I actually watch this movie to get ready for work every single day.
0: Rick, this is your like your your hype movie in the morning? Yeah, like
1: like people they have like music or playlists to like drive to work. I work from home, so I get up, turn this on the TV hour and a half right before work. We go rain to work. What does review on my mind?
0: I gotta tell you. So I get up. Becky has to be at work at seven, so I get up at six ish with with her to get ready. And some days I work from home. I have a hybrid work schedule, but I always have downtime in the morning. And I we have a HD kind of like antenna thing, so we can connect to um, like local channels. And there's a local channel here in the Atlanta metropolitan area that plays classic sitcom comedies all day so that's at awesome. 6 a.m i turn it on and i'm watching full house and then at 8 a.m the brady bunch comes on and it's just a hoot let me tell you i i have a blast with it
1: this feels very uh, nostalgic like you're getting ready for school
0: i know it, it takes me back to um three three p.m abc family when uh, i'd get home from school and turn on full house that's the best those were those were vibes. Those were immaculate vibes.
1: That's why I watch Beetlejuice, Park, every single day for the past 17 <laughs> Beetlejuice, years. Beetlejuice, Full
0: House, Brady Bunch, they're the exact same.
1: <laughs> they're the exact, exact same content. There's no difference.
0: It's a big old family and a big old house.
1: Well, Park, near the end, I actually have a little surprise for you. This didn't make the cut, but I actually was going to try to tie in Beetlejuice um, with Uncle Jesse. It just didn't work out.
0: Wow, what are the odds of that? That's crazy.
1: crazy. Either way, Park, are you ready for the recap? It's
0: been a minute. Rick, I am so ready to hear a Rick recap. Please take it away for all of our listeners out there.
1: Beetlejuice. 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 Oscar winner, Beetlejuice. Park, this movie challenges the ideas of what makes a movie. Beetlejuice is the roller coaster through the mind of Tim Burton, which is both haunting and amusing. It gives you answers to relatable questions, such as, what happens when I die? Why do I have the consistent dreams of giant snakes on Saturn? When will the tally man tally my bananas? There are only two types of Beetlejuice viewers, Park. Ones that think it is a waste of time, and ones that think it is classic Tim
0: Burton genius. Well, I can assure you, I am one of those.
1: I am also one of those, Park. I think we are in interfer- I, th- I feel like we're the perfect viewers to have a discussion on this movie i feel like we're on both ends of the spectrum
0: it's like it's almost like our debate episodes but in normal podcast form now
1: i know it's gonna i feel like i need to be supportive now of defer- of your opinions i can't just try to break them down because this isn't a debate park we have to be we have to build each other up
0: we do it's all about watching old movies you know learning about the history of cinema exploring how it relates to modern day filmmaking and also just dudes being bros
1: just dudes being bros the debates that's where we can break the tension park and just you know punch each other metaphorically
0: or physically rick i'm sure the uh the listeners would love to hear that as well
1: you ready for the good the bad and the ugly
0: rick i've been waiting so long to hear those words again please give it to me
1: hey parker i'm gonna give you my good just right off the bat is that okay
0: i'd love to hear it
1: Park, this movie is an Oscar winner, and when some people hear the word Oscar winner, that means that there this movie has reached an achievement, and it should be amazing. When I hear the words Oscar winner, I generally just think, honestly, I don't give a crap. Something you slap on a box, who cares? But Park, I don't know why I rest that as my good. I feel like I should have been a bad. It's an Oscar winner. <laughs> <laughs> Park, this movie's peak Burton. I'm a Tim Burton fan. I've always been a Tim Burton fan. I feel like, I feel like when we we generally have differing opinions on directors. I feel like we'd always do. We should do a director. We use some. We did one director debate. I feel like we should do. A, I feel like that could always be a series of some kind. Try to fit in our different director, directorial opinions. One of those things is I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, which I know you're kind of you're iffy, even though I know you love some. You did you did like his last movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty big, not as big as Wes Anderson. I'm a pretty big Tim Burton fan. Love Tim Burton movies. Uh, I think this is peak Burton. I think this is a top two Burton movie park. Um, I think the depiction of the afterlife is incredibly original. And um, I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, there's like movies and shows today that almost like take that version of the afterlife of where it's almost just like very uh, clerical and it's like an office building kind of. I like mean, isn't I go, that
0: what the spirited movie, the Christmas movie with yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell? There's
1: that, and I never watched it, but isn't, like, one of the seasons of uh, that Daniel Radcliffe, like, comedy show that, like, Miracle Workers? I think their first season has to do I, with...
0: I think so. I, th- I, I haven't seen either, so uh, okay. but I feel like I've seen something similar to that in the promotional um, packages that they share on, on whatever.
1: Yeah, so, like, right in my mind, I feel like that has to be inspiration from this. I cannot imagine. I feel like a lot of reviews... I like reading reviews of movies in the year they came out, uh, and a lot of reviews that I saw of this movie have to do with that depiction of the afterlife being like really original and um i think it's very clever freaking love the music park it was banging yeah um i think that opponents of this movie would say that the plot like what is it the plot's a little broken uh people might say beetlejuice is the weakest part people might say these things park but in the end i don't care park i think it's okay if the logic and the plot go off the rails as long as something is grounded and emotion is grounded in this movie, Park. I think emotion's real in this movie.
0: Rick, I would be the person that would say all of those things. I know, Park. Um, but we're on our good right now. So I I am trying to I, I tried to muster up some good for this movie. If it's not apparent already to all of our listeners out there, I'm not the biggest fan of Beetlejuice. Not really the biggest fan of Tim Burton. I'm not a big Tim Burton guy. Um, but this was my first time watching Beetlejuice. This was, this was my first exposure to it. I've heard about it for many, many years. Never got around to it. Never really seek out Tim Burton movies, but, uh, nonetheless, I suggested it for our Halloween movie. I thought this might be, this might be the time to, to give it a shot and a shot it was given.
1: I'm very happy you suggested this.
0: Yeah, Rick. Well, here, here's my good, um, For this film. Number one. It ended. So that was really great. Um, Number two. It is wildly original. And stylized. And for all of the production design. And costumers. And hair and makeup folks. I can appreciate all of the hard work. That they did there. In the conceptualization process. That Tim Burton did. For this film. And then finally, Rick, I have to be honest about this. I actually really like the idea of the movie and the basic concept of this couple passing away together and they're kind of stuck in their house. And they, you know, a new family moves into the house and they have to haunt it to try and scare them away because they don't want this family in their house. I like that concept. I think it's really interesting. It's just done in. Tim Burton style and I don't like the Tim Burton style and the not weird, but kind of aloof tone and interesting visual language that Tim Burton is known for. Uh And then of course there are other problems that I will share about as we move along from our, into our bad and uglies. But Rick, the, those were a few of the goods that, um, I was able to muster up from this film.
1: Makes me sad that you had to muster them up, Park.
0: Rick, I I really had to muster them up for a long time. That list just said it ended. I I, I will admit I really enjoyed that part. So
1: when it ended, honestly, I thought the end the ending itself I think was was a little weak. I no, yeah, I mean the ending, ending is.
0: itself is weak. The 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 third act, the climax of the movie, is not very impressive either i I just meant when it was over and i can turn it off is what i meant by that comment i got you park (laughs) i'm
1: just a little disappointed park
0: i know you're disappointed rick i know i I hate to disappoint you but sometimes
1: it's okay i'm not gonna debate you but i will break down my favorite song in the movie called banana boats if you did a no park
0: rick is this part of your good still i would assume
1: yeah i'm sorry this is our transition to bad i just forgot about it okay so park daylight come and we want to go home what do you think that means
0: daylight come and we want to go home um i think it means the day the work day is coming to an end and it's time to go home
1: it's true and then we work all night on a drink of rum we stack banana till the morning come park
0: (laughs) are you asking me what what i think that is i am <laughs> well, I think it's probably an alcoholic who has some like banana pudding or something with him as well.
1: Close, I think it's dock workers and they're loading up a banana boat, like literally, like they're load they're, and then at the end of the day they work all night. The morning comes and they're like, "Hey, Mister Tallyman, tally my bananas," so then they get paid and go home. A lyrical genius. That's all we have to say there.
0: Wow, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you i'm so glad you spent a good two minutes breaking down some of the lyrics of that song
1: i thought it was necessary
0: i think i think all of our listeners would agree it probably is
1: i think all of our listeners should let's see are we yeah we're past the five minutes pause our podcast right now and then play this song before you continue
0: you know we could just play the song in the middle of our podcast i guess that's kind of copyright so maybe we, we don't have the rights to that we could try singing it though
1: Oh, uh, park. you can if you want to.
0: I don't really know the lyrics, even though we were just saying some of them.
1: Well, welcome back to the podcast after you listen to the song. <laughs> Parker, how about you take away with the bad?
0: Of course, Rick. Um, so first and foremost, number one on my bad list, some of the visual effects don't hold up. Obviously, I- I'm sure it was pretty compelling uh, special effects or visual effects work done back in in that day and age, but it doesn't hold up well. Not a super big deal, but it is part of my bad. The story structure is incoherent at times. And like Rick was saying, the plot itself is very messy. It kind of meanders and goes in a bunch of different directions. And I'm not the type of person that necessarily loves a meandering plot. Um, Even when there are movies that that is... The point of it, I, I, I like narratively for a story to have a nice tight structure and to be building towards something in that you know three act structure that is a tried and true formula. So that's another bad. And then um, Rick, probably the the biggest bad for me, and this is borderline ugly, the character that's the title of the movie that that is what this movie is supposed to be all about at least when you hear about it and you think about it is is literally like a side character antagonist character but he's not even really the real antagonist of the movie he he doesn't show up for like the first hour of the movie and he I wouldn't be surprised if he has less than thirty minutes of screen time. I think it's twenty minutes. Twenty minutes of screen time. Twenty Rick.
1: minutes on. I think it's twenty minutes on camera. It, the yeah, movie
0: is it's... called this character's name, and he's only in twenty minutes of the film. And and might I say, thank goodness he's only in twenty minutes of the film because it's the most obnoxious character I've ever seen on a film screen. It's it's just Clark, all all you just listed are all intentional, completely. It, it doesn't matter if they're intentional or not. That's the point of the movie. It's it's not my cup of tea, and that's why it's on my subjective bad list. Not objective, subjective.
1: I will say, after I did research, I am i don't think the visual effects were done like that just for the time period. I think they're done like that just because it's, it's Tim Burton.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, the, the kind of stop-motion animation incorporation within the live-action S- realm. Some
1: of the stuff looked really... Uh, to me, it looks similar to um, the night. There nightmare before Christmas.
0: Yeah, I was thinking more of um, when they died and they step out of their house for the first time, and he ends up in that uh, under- yeah. underground. That green screen effect. Um, whenever gotcha. the green screen was incorporated, just didn't hold up.
1: I gotcha, Parker. I don't like your subjective opinions, but it's okay because it's subjective. Well, Parker, I wanted more info on the handbook of the recently deceased. Um, I just wanted more lore on the afterlife in general. I feel like there's a lot we could have uh we could have gotten there. Um honestly what I wish I wish that part of uh I wish there was I could like take a class in college that was based on the handbook of the recently deceased.
0: Rick, you should try and find it on Amazon. See if you can find book of the th- uh So handbook I searched of the it, Park. Deceased. Of course,
1: you know me. I already Googled this. Um the most popular selling thing for book of the Re- of the recently deceased, there's like a purse that like kind of looks like the book, and uh, it has like the book title on it, and it's from Hot Topic. It's a it was a bestseller for a while.
0: Of course, it's from Hot Topic. Where else would it be? It best? has to be from Hot Topic. That's uh that's something, Rick. Um, thank you for doing that research for us. You brought you brought your A game this week for all of our listeners for this Halloween special. You really put in a lot of work for this podcast.
1: Well, Parker, thought it would be. Um, ironic if out of all of the movies and topics we've ever talked about this is where i did my most research (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it it was purposeful
0: it's perfect just like tim burton it's true well park my ugly was nothing your turn (laughs) um my ugly i did move it to my ugly it's beetlejuice just (laughs) also his name is spelled different in the movie than the title of the movie And I don't know why.
1: I I was thinking of that before we got on the podcast, and I should have looked that up.
0: I I just, probably because the executives at the studio were like, you can't name it that. They won't even know how to, the average audience member won't even know how to pronounce it.
1: That's what it is. I think it has to do with like, because there's so many things. Like we could discuss a whole podcast of the ways that things are framed towards the American consumer than like framed towards the rest of the world. Um, and I feel like this is just like an example of they couldn't do that to the American consumer because we're stupid
0: yeah but it's just um, his character is just ugly and not even visually just emotionally
1: similar to his uh, character in the McDonald's movie I would say
0: yeah well I I would still put that Michael Keaton movie above this one Rick
1: who would you rather uh, be your father jack frost michael keaton or beetlejuice michael keaton
0: the mcdonald's michael keaton because even if we have a terrible relationship i'm the heir to mcdonald's
1: well didn't i think the wife gave all the money away doesn't like a charity on mcdonald's now? i don't really know how that worked
0: yeah i don't i don't know either whatever i probably could have at least gotten like free mcdonald's growing up so that's, that's true that is that's a fair point it's a perk yeah what's my perk with beetlejuice
1: um you can all you have to do is say beetlejuice i will go away <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> yeah. have you ever tired of him
0: <laughs> it's funny rick i tried say i tried that multiple times during the film itself and it didn't work it just kept on going
1: well because we were we were looking at his world if he was if he was in our world on our plane of our world today then i think it would it would have stopped that's, that's fair or if he you know married a girl i guess in our world
0: also rick you know what was really weird this is totally a tangent but in the movie when Beetlejuice is trying to get Winona Ryder's character, who I believe her name is Lydia, to summon him so that she can get his help. He won't tell her his name because he doesn't want it to get out and everybody to know about it. So he won't tell her, but he also, but he also wants her to say it, and he's giving her hints on his her on the name. So she's gonna know the name anyway, so I don't understand why doesn't he just say the well, name? Park,
1: my my understanding is that he I don't think he can tell like with his mouth tell someone to say it, so it was like a tactic to get her to say it.
0: Really? Was that was that explained in the movie? That's
1: just my understanding of the character of Beetlejuice.
0: Oh. Maybe I maybe I missed that, but I just maybe it wasn't clearly explained in the film like ninety other things in this film, Rick.
1: I think it was explained well Park, maybe you just missed it because you, you were you were sulking so much in your hatred. I was
0: I was sulking. Frick it was I'm like it was like when we
1: watched that freaking what movie did I hate? That from the <laughs> last one that I was I was so mad during the entire movie. I don't even know what it was called.
0: Um you you uh I can't remember but it was our 2010s um movie.
1: Was it Keanu Reeves? Who was that? Was someone No, else? it was Walking Phoenix.
0: Walking Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. It's okay. I understand how you felt if you felt similarly to me during
0: that movie. Yeah, this is probably the closest i felt to you with that movie. This next segment is actually a new segment that we are going to introduce in Season 2 of the podcast. We're currently halfway through filming our Season 2 for all of you wonderful listeners out there. But the segment is going to be called Then and Now. And it's a segment where we talk about the differences and similarities to the genre from movies back then to movies now. Pretty simple. Simple enough, wouldn't you say, Rick? It is
1: pretty simple. I honestly forgot this was just for the, uh, for our season two. I'm glad you remember yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I know. It, it is a season two regular, um, but uh, for now... You, Rick, you said that you kind of were incorporating your, your Rick rant into this section, so I'm just going to kind of hand the baton off to you, and Rick, why don't you give us a little wonderful rant that also incorporates the then and now into it?
1: I'm going to take you on a little trip. Take me on a trip? To 1980s. Now, Hollywood didn't necessarily know if, if like superheroes, of comic books, if those things were really going to work out on the big screen. Burton wanted a Batman movie park, around 1985, 1984. Burton was trying to get Warner Bros. so he could write a Batman movie. Now, following the big hits, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Warner Bros. is like, hey, Tim Burton, he's kind of good. He's good at this directorial thing. It made us a bunch of money. Warner Bros. gave him the okay. I don't know if Pee Wee's Big Adventure is Warner Bros. No idea. Uh, they gave him the okay to write a script because they weren't just so sold yet park also this information is fact by the way i'd fact check this with multiple sources that they gave him authority to write the scripts um and that there was a lot of internal sources that said they were not so sold on this now park join me to march of 1988 beetlejuice releases all right this is a hit park
0: i don't know how it's probably one of it's one of life's greatest mysteries to me i don't understand
1: park that's the 1980s though isn't it
0: I guess everyone was just like drugged out of their mind going to the theater or something.
1: I guess so, Park. But Beetlejuice was a hit. March of 1988, that's when it came out. Uh, so Warner Bros. is like, wow, Tim Burton, he's it. We are going to make so much money off of Tim Burton. They gave him uh, however much money to start filming Batman in October of 1988, followed by a success of Beetlejuice. So Beetlejuice, yes, you heard that right, literally led to Batman being filmed which Batman and Batman Returns which came out later in 1989 uh, both began what we call batmania park yes 100 100 1 billion dollars worth if you combine the total box office with merch sold within a I think a 4 to 5 year span of both Batman movies It's over 1 billion dollars worth all for good old Warner Bros so park Beetlejuice was such a success that Warner Bros greenlit the Burton Batman Would the Dark Knight have been made without the groundwork for Batman Park? I don't know. Would Marvel movies have worked this well without the success of the Dark Knight? If there's no Dark Knight, would we have Marvel movies? And Park, would Disney have purchased Lucasfilm without the great success of Marvel? And that leads me to my final statement right here, Park. Is Tim Burton to blame for the fall of Hollywood today?
0: Interesting, Rick. That was an interesting domino, uh that you, you just pushed right there. I will I will say this. I don't think that you can make that statement and that connection because you could just backpedal even farther and say, isn't it Christopher Reeves and Superman, the reason for the success of the superhero genre and the reason that Batman was even made?
1: Well, Warner Bros. wasn't sold on it, I think, because of those movies, even though they were, they were successes.
0: Yeah, well... I, I don't think uh, I don't think you can blame Tim Burton for the downfall of original concepts in Hollywood because if there is anything that Tim Burton is, it's original concepts. Well, that's
1: why I think it's so fascinating that the this the fall of original concepts started with maybe the most original concept
0: we've seen. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I think um, it probably played obviously it played a part because batman was so successful and it was the the spawn of superhero franchises in a lot of ways batman obviously had the sequel and then they rebooted had a, they did a
1: bunch of really bad sequels Yeah, the 80s and 90s i don't
0: even, i don't know if the i i haven't seen all of the older batman movies but are they kind of did they just recast michael Keaton and they kind of are playing it in the same world when val kilmer and george clooney are the batman or are they are they rebooting batman in those movies i
1: also think it might be re- so uh, my understanding is batman and batman returns were like like that's still some people's favorite batman movies for whatever reason today for for a lot of
0: people yeah michael keaton is their batman
1: yeah and then i think that i think it's just like what we see with superhero movies like i think that i think that is what started the like The almost just like, we gotta get after... Like, there's money in superhero movies. So then maybe they started rebooting and trying to figure out how to make this into a big old world.
0: Yeah, and then they (laughs) fell on their faces royally with some of those sequels.
1: Yeah, they were really bad. And then they kept... I guess they kept probably trying to reboot after they were really bad.
0: But you know what, Rick? If if Tim Burton and the Batman movies are the reason that I got my Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, then... Thank you, Tim Burton and Beetlejuice. That's all I can say.
1: Oh, that's all I wanted, Park. That's that all you wanted this, this whole way. That is was just the goal. Is I just wanted you to say thank you to Beetlejuice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you happy?
1: Park, this is actually all fake. Beetlejuice doesn't exist. We're reviewing a, a movie that's not there.
0: That would be wild. My whole life would be so much better because I wouldn't have ruined it watching that movie. Mm-hmm. It's a little dramatic, but you get where I'm going, listeners. I will say that... Um,
1: hundred percent of what I wrote down is not original thoughts. I definitely took this from different places, so don't destroy me if you find an article that also mentions would Disney have purchased Lucasfilm without Marvel movies. No, honestly, I don't think they would have, but that's another question for another day.
0: You know, Rick. No, that was that was great, though. I really appreciate the the research that you did on that and kind of diving into that. And that's a that's a nice little tease into our then and now. Uh, it's not going to quite be formatted like that in our future podcast, but you get the idea
1: park the the sides of twitter and instagram i am on is much like the afterlife in a tim burton movie you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> sandworms and cigarettes is what i call it park i feel like it's that could be another podcast
0: sandworms and cigarettes that is definitely a spinoff podcast we need to copyright that right now and i feel like <laughs> I feel like it's a t-shirt, <laughs> or like at least a t-shirt harken, yeah
1: yeah we've harkin and sandworms and cigarettes
0: <laughs> oh man Love our t-shirt ideas. One day when we actually have a, well, we already have a bunch of listeners, yeah, but when on. we have, when we have a million listeners, we're going to roll out our merch line and it's going to be popping, popping, popping. That might be another, that might be another shirt, Rick, popping. Oh, let's take carried away now, pork. And like our faces could be on popcorn kernels that are popping. Like our, that. our faces, our little animated faces that we have for our logo could be the kernels <laughs> And then pop the popcorn is popping above us, so we're in a bucket full of our faces.
1: I, park, I don't know if I would want to wear that. I don't think I want to. I don't want to want to give up make a listener. It's heavily if they're gonna buy it if they want it sure.
0: It's heavily stylized, kind of like Tim Burton. I think my mind is moving into the Tim Burton realm for that.
1: Parker, I'm going to laugh if like you become like the next big thing in Hollywood, and the first article ever written about you is Parker Bonner, the next Tim Burton.
0: <laughs> Rick, why do I feel like you would be the one to write that article just to put it out there?
1: I feel like even if your movies are not similar at all, I think that will try to push that article <laughs> as hard as possible.
0: Well, Rick, since our, our little hiatus has been going on in between seasons, I have been making leeway and producing my first uh independent feature film so that's exciting
1: park i heard you didn't you didn't take i offered a uh i would say a very competitive payment to be an extra but you didn't take me up on it
0: no i didn't i didn't take your your offer because i'm not gonna pay you to be an extra for 10 minutes in one scene <laughs>
1: <laughs> also if we lived near each other of course i would have done it for free park
0: uh, rick so kind Yeah, well, uh, for all those folks out there, I uh, created a proof-of-concept short film, a majority of the first act of the feature film. We shot it over the course of the weekend. It was really smooth production, actually, Um, and we we got about 20 pages filmed and shot, which is super exciting. So, moving into the editing process, and soon enough, the uh, campaign will go live to start fundraising for a feature film budget, and then we will produce a feature film, Rick. Isn't that exciting?
1: It's so exciting, Park. You know, Park, I love... This felt like it was like a... Like, you know, on like those, uh, what, the Tonight Shows? The at- well, they'll like kind of plug a hot show. They'll I like plug like what I, they're doing.
0: I feel like I did just like a I really shameless plug right there, but at the same well, time... Well,
1: I I feel like I need to planlessly... plainlessly Whoa. I'll shamelessly plug something I'm working on, Park. Rick, please. I'm studying to be a sommelier, so follow me. Rick, that, through that what, journey.
0: what is a sommelier? Please explain it to all of our listeners out there
1: park a sommelier is just a a tour guide of wine i would say
0: rick I'll, i'll go on any tour you lead
1: i'm also writing a children's book not about wine
0: park did you know that no fact. why don't why don't you tell me these things? why do i have to learn about everything on the podcast
1: i don't know i guess we'll. i'll tell to you after
0: rick wow well clearly a lot of exciting things going on in both of our lives and uh <laughs> into the podcast <laughs> <laughs> this is just now like we... a little hiatus of the podcast to plug <laughs> now we have another 30 minutes of our podcast to go through so glad we took that little detour <laughs> thanks
1: for the com- like commercial break thanks for the ad break <laughs> It's like a Tim Burton movie, Parker is yeah. off, off the rails. <laughs> it's
0: it's, we, our podcast is literally a Tim Burton movie right now. <laughs> no, but obviously we both are just excited about some personal things going on in our lives, and we just wanted to keep all of our wo- wonderful listeners in on in the loop. Right?
1: Give Parker your money.
0: Yes, that's what I wanted. That's what that's I want. Really, to that's really what it's all about. We give Parker your money. Give Give me the money, and then give him Parker the money. And then give Rick money as well.
1: Yeah, but but we gotta make your movie first before anything, Parklet. Come
0: on, Rick. I love the support. Uh, thank you so much. That's, uh, that's what we need. Well, Rick, now that we've done those uh, those beautiful shameless plugs, uh, we're gonna move on to another new segment. This segment is called Stupid Questions. S T O O P I D. Uh, so this is. Uh, the fun part of the podcast where we ask each other stupid questions.
1: Only time we're allowed to have fun in the podcast.
0: Yeah, literally the only time. The other 90% of it is absolute misery.
1: Yep. Our producer makes us do it.
0: Yep. I have a, I have a question for you.
1: Oh, part, give it to me.
0: If you were to die and the afterlife was like how Beetlejuice portrays it to be, and your body is basically what happened to your body when you were killed or died... How would you want to die? But you can't die in a boring way.
1: So first thing, as I'm gonna kinda come up with my answer on the spot, um I cannot die any any form that like would be suicide, or else I would be forced to like work there in the afterlife. So I feel like I can't do that part. We can't we can't commit suicide. I don't just want to work an office job while I'm in the afterlife, that'd be awful. Yeah. So what what I would do is what I would I would choose. I would want to be in a Leonardo DiCaprio situation. Um, when I mean that, I mean against a bear, not twenty-five-year-old girls that he has like twenty-eight-year difference from. When I say Leonardo DiCaprio situation, I feel like I have to. I have to describe that.
0: Thank you for specifying. So bear
1: the rem. Uh, what, is it called, what is that movie called? The Revenant. Re- Revenants. I was gonna say remnant. That did not sound right. That's because it wasn't. I want to be in in that kind of situation, but I want. I would want to mix it with the movie Alien. I want to be I want to be in space and there's a bear you said I could do whatever I want right
0: yep yeah Rick literally anything so this is great so the,
1: here's here's the plot line I am traveling to go to Mars to go live on Mars with Elon Musk but he's it's his it's his company I'm not actually with Elon Musk I at least have to ground this in some sort of reality of course makes sense and there's a bear on there we're, we're bringing a bear and then the bear it's kind of like the alien movie but with a bear And then I break a beer bottle to try to fight the bear because he's about to attack me. I and I accidentally step into a bear trap that I set earlier in the day. So I have a bear trap kind of with a foot dangling on one of my legs. Did you
0: drag the bear trap with you into the afterlife?
1: Yes, I do. I do. Drag it with me. So I have like kind of this like, you know, little little walk kind of thing going on. And then the bear I would say just eats my heart out. Uh, I feel like I need to keep my face, right? That's
0: fair. I could see you being heartless.
1: And depending, I guess depending on the situation, the bear would also be with me in the afterlife.
0: Are you insinuating that you were able to kill the bear as well?
1: Yeah, at the same time. While it's eating my heart out with the broken
0: beer bottle. That'd be fun if you guys were like buddies in the afterlife. Yeah. It's like your dog. a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Rick, that's so nice.
1: I know. So that's how how I would die.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that. I came up with this question, but I don't have an answer to it. Um, But when you were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, it inspired me. And I think I want to die like the beginning of Inception when just water is flying into that building. It's terrifying. Yeah, it is, but it's kind of cool looking at least. That's true. But then I guess I would be like, I'd probably just like every time I talked in the afterlife, water would fall out of my mouth because I drowned.
1: Be kind of cool though, I guess. Do you think that like if water fell out of your mouth, the like real people would just see water just randomly <laughs> spew <laughs> out of the air? <laughs> I feel like that'd be really fun.
0: That would be kind of fun. <laughs> I'm I'm down for it. I'll I'll support that theory, Rick.
1: I almost want to change my answer. That I want to die because I, I, I would feel like I would want to die in like a the Smithsonian Museum or something like somewhere where people like aren't there all the time at night, but they'll come during the day just so I could have fun and scare people.
0: So you want like a night of the museum?
1: I that's actually my dream is to be Ben Stiller at, night at the museum.
0: Well, Rick, that's going to be a difficult dream to accomplish because that's a fictional movie.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Hey, but don't don't let me stop your dreams.
1: I'll let's yeah, we'll just get back to me in like 20 years we'll see what happens.
0: That sounds like one of those YouTube videos where is I was Ben Stiller at night in the museum for a an- a day or something like and then 20, 24 hour challenge and then they just locked themselves in a smithsonian
1: they had their like friends or someone they like paid to dress up as the pharaoh <laughs> yeah. Ram, rami malik malik rami malik yeah was exactly. he the pharaoh
0: i don't remember i just know owen wilson was in it
1: i'm pretty sure rami malik was the pharaoh
0: <laughs> that's incredible rick i've got one more question for you and then you have a question for us this is true would you rather be stuck in eternity with beetlejuice or alec baldwin
1: that is so tough park
0: it is. It is. It's not an easy one. I I give you the tough questions.
1: If I'm stuck in eternity, does Alec Baldwin think I'm a director, or who does he think I am? <laughs> Sorry, that was such of those. That a loaded. Like, that's a loaded it's question, poor, right there. Right? Taste. Um, I would. I would have to be stuck with Alec Baldwin. Beetlejuice, as much as I love the movie, is absolutely horrifying. Like, uh, as a as a person, he's not like scary.
0: <laughs> He'd but, be wildly annoyed. So
1: Alec, I, I guess Alec, Alec is a little scary, but you know
0: yeah can i just make a comment about that i was i couldn't when i realized i was alec baldwin i just couldn't get over it like the fact that he at one point looked like a normal human is just incredible
1: so i watched movie for the first time pretty much this time last year and i had that that was the exact thing i like could not get over it that i was
0: alec baldwin (laughs) he looked like a nice young man and now he looks kind of like beetlejuice in a way
1: A a little scary everything comes full circle in our lives park
0: it does. It ain't that the truth,
1: Park. That brings us to my question.
0: Well, Rick, you didn't let me answer.
1: I didn't want to let you. in. no I'm kidding.
0: I just. It's forgot. fine. I was gonna say Alec Baldwin too. I was, uh, I wasn't gonna gonna like it, but that's my answer.
1: Do you have a reasoning?
0: Mm, no, nothing more than because I. I couldn't hardly get through a two-hour Beetlejuice movie, so I don't think I could get through an eternity Beetlejuice life.
1: What's, like, another, like, absolutely disgusting character in Hollywood? I feel like that would be a good thing to compare. I just can't think of anything.
0: I don't know. It's not even, like, that. the disgusting. He's not, at least I don't think of him as, like, that disgusting. It was just, like, wildly obnoxious.
1: I guess that's the brand, though. The little bits I've seen of the musical, that's also his brand in the musical, which is a
0: very popular musical. I need
1: to be closer to my mic, which is a very popular musical.
0: Thank you, Rick. Thank you to all of our listeners out there for getting up next to that pretty little mic of yours. Yeah, I got to
1: tickle it sometimes, Park.
0: Ooh, Rick, you sound nice and loud and, Ooh, and crisp. Butter, buttery is actually what I was going to say, which, buttery. Is, which is very different than crisp.
1: I feel like I could do a craft beer ad in this thing.
0: Do it right now.
1: I don't know if I could do that.
0: All right, Rick, we got one more question. You want to you wanna give it to us? Thought of this question on the fly. What Michael
1: Keaton character... What do you do tequila shots with? Batman's off the table.
0: You knew I was gonna do Batman, which is a which is a real shame. I can't even do like the the Flash Batman, the no, old I don't think Batman. I don't think you can do any Batman. So
1: like Michael Keaton, I feel like recently is playing cool characters. Michael Keaton has a lot of little wacky guys in there, so we gotta we gotta pick a wacky one.
0: Yeah, Rick, I looked um back at all of the old Michael Keaton movies to prepare for this question because I couldn't think of a lot of them, and I decided on a more recent film, uh, I would take a tequila shot with Birdman. That's
1: a good one. Park, we watched that together. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. I was thinking we went on a little date. I think it was just you and me. Probably we used to do that back in the day when we lived in the same city. Those were good times before before we had women in our lives.
1: I know, Park. Now we now it's now we can't just go on dates just to, like if we were in the same city we could still go on dates, but
0: Hey Rick, we're gonna go on a date this Thanksgiving. We're we're meeting an hour and a half in the middle of At our your two favorite
1: place in the and world.
0: My favorite place in the world, everybody. Someone
1: say your are your ideal afterlife.
0: <laughs> I mean if I died and like woke up and was in this place, I wouldn't be mad. I'll tell you that. Uh, Cracker Barrel. We're going to have Thanksgiving together in Cracker Barrel, and I couldn't be more excited.
1: I'm just going to have a beer in the Cracker Barrel so you're uncomfortable, Park.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. They're trying to get all trendy and modern, and uh, I like my Cracker Barrel's old-fashioned, Rick.
1: Well, Park can't be too old-fashioned. It gets a little sketchy.
0: Anyways, Birdman, that, that was my choice. I think he would be fun- because he's an he's an autist like myself in so many ways. I think we could uh we could vibe together. When
1: you say Birdman, do you mean like his little alter ego thingy in Birdman? Like No, Birdman, I, I just
0: mean the the artist, the the director, but um I don't know if he actually has a character name in that movie. On on Google it, it just says Birdman. So I don't think he's actually named in the film.
1: It is Birdman.
0: Yeah. You're not gonna guess what mine is. Rick. It's none other Is it than th- Jack Frost. I
2: was going to guess that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you made that sly remark earlier in the podcast, I was like, that's the direction he's going and I know it.
1: I remember having a warm, fuzzy feeling watching Jack Frost. Sorry, I have flashcards for some reason. I am actually studying, too, for wine. That's why I have flashcards. Shameless. And I like doing I like doing things with my hands during the podcast. You can't always tickle the mic. You got to do other things as well. Uh, so yes, Jack Frost is my character. I feel like if I wanted some ice in my tequila shot, maybe I could grab
0: a little. Is that frowned upon? No. Uh, maybe that's not maybe that's No, upon. no, no. That's that's why that's why Jack Frost is there. That's true.
1: Like I wouldn't take his nose or anything. I feel like that's frowned upon.
0: Uh, why would you want a carrot for your Does he have a carrot in that movie?
1: I think it's his carrot, isn't
0: it? Yeah, but that would be that'd be me. Don't take a, a nose.
1: If you might want a carrot chaser park
0: just take like a, a piece of his thigh down towards the bottom
1: Spawn, well, we can't get that dirty snow we gotta get that crisp clean snow park
0: <laughs> you're right you're right what am i thinking
1: mark this moves into our segment that our our listeners know near and dear to their hearts
0: rick there is no other fun activity that we could do for our halloween special podcast in this one
1: there is a little twist though
0: yeah what's the twist
1: have you ever played or like I guess books? There was like those little books. I feel like games too. There's like choose your own adventure kind of things. That's what we're doing. Uh, in the AI scripts version, kinda. I'm gonna let you choose what Beetlejuice centered story you want to do. A Beetlejuice multiverse story, if you will. Interesting. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna read you three titles. You tell me which one that you really want to do. I have scripts for all of these, so don't think that. uh I'm trying to make you choose one park. Okay. All right. So here's the titles. Beetlejuice's Car Sale Catastrophe with Ken from Barbie. Beetlejuice's Underwear Hustle at the Tom Cruise Nude Beach. <laughs> <laughs> that, All right. Literally, that, I did not write that title, by the way. That is completely generated Course based it is. on um, Course it is. keywords. And lastly... <laughs> I just breathe really loudly through the mic. This is it's, I, I can't laugh while I say this. Oppenheimer and Beetlejuice's whimsical time travel wedding.
0: <laughs> oh man, I have to choose between one of these. <laughs> Dang, we could do.
1: It, d- I think they're short, so we could do them all, or at least two. I, so at well, least I w- I'm really we intrigued
0: by the last two, but if I had to choose one. I think I'm going to go with the Oppenheimer one first.
1: Also, Park, what I did not mention, no matter the story, you are Beetlejuice, by the way.
0: Oh, <laughs> great. Uh, does that mean I have to try my Beetlejuice voice?
1: That is part of the... Oh, you can do whatever you want, Park. but I'm sorry, that that's...
0: It's, what does he sound like? Is he kind of like a chain smoker?
1: Yeah, very much. Like a chain smoker, used car salesman kind yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can do. I'm I'm not even going to try to admit that this is going to sound anything like Beetlejuice, but I'm going to do my own interpretation.
1: Well, you know, I think the the AI will guide you a little bit.
0: All right. I guess I have to be Oppenheimer. <laughs> you are definitely Oppenheimer.
1: <laughs> okay. The top secret lab hums with activity as J. Robert Oppenheimer, a brilliant scientist, works diligently on the Manhattan Project. Beetlejuice and his signature striped suit materializes in a burst of smoke determined to intervene.
2: Oppenheimer, baby, we just started. We gotta talk.
1: Oppenheimer jumps startled, turns to face the intruder. Who are you? What are you doing here?
2: Don't sweat the small stuff. Listen, I got a way better plan in the building than building that bomb. How about we ditch the lab and get hitched?
1: Oppenheimer blinks in disbelief. You want me to stop working on the most important scientific project of our time and marry you?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Imagine the honeymoon in the afterlife.
1: Oppenheimer considers the bizarre proposition for a moment, then a smile (laughs) forms on his face. You know what, Beetlejuice? You're right. Life is too short, and love is a powerful force. Let's do it.
2: There's zero development. It just happens.
1: Beetlejuice's eyes widen in delight.
2: Uh, yes, we're gonna make history together.
1: With a wave of his hand, Beetlejuice conjures a bouquet of flowers and a veil, and the two of them start to exchange vows right there in the lab, surrounded by scientists and test equipment.
2: I now pronounce us weird and weirder.
1: The lab personnel applaud and cheer, embracing the union between Beetlejuice and Ophelia. Fade out.
0: Wow, that. Was beautiful. I will
1: say you got your, you nailed your impression on that last line, Park. Did I? I feel like you were there. Uh, yeah, I feel like you were there.
0: I've become Beetlejuice. I am Beetlejuice.
1: I just love the little joke the AI tried to put with "I pronounce weird and weirder." I don't know why. It just feels <laughs> like it, it really, it really tried to end off on a high note.
0: The character arc that we went on with Oppenheimer was just <laughs> unreal. It was just beautiful.
1: It's almost like to think about it, it just went so fast. I didn't even realize it happened. There's like a few Isn't that like life? A line of dialogue. Isn't
0: that life and love?
1: It is life and love. Well, Park, shall we do, before we do anything else, because these are short scripts, my f- my personal favorite.
0: Beetlejuice Juices underwear hustle at the Tom Cruise n- nude beach. Yes. Please, let's.
1: Now, I will say, I plugged into this. I, I went really straightforward with this. I had in my idea that I want Beetlejuice to try to sell underwear to Tom Cruise at a nude beach. So I plugged that into the AI. That's fair. Don't tell me how I thought of that. but i thought of it
0: rick we i don't even begin to question all the little intricacies in your mind
1: again you are beetlejuice i'm tom cruise makes sense we introduce an open nude beach during the day the sun shines brightly on this picturesque nude beach with people lounging in the sand with everything hanging out in their birthday suits beetlejuice sporting his wild hair and trademark suit stands near the entrance Clutching a pile of colorful underwear, Tom Cruise, confidence and casually dressed, strolls on
2: by, enjoying the
1: beach vibes.
0: Beetlejuice, with a sly grin,
1: "Hey, Tom Cruise,
2: fancy some fashion-forward underwear to spruce up your beach day?"
1: Tom Cruise stops and raises an eyebrow at Beetlejuice's unexpected offer. Underwear at a nude beach. Beetlejuice nods enthusiastically and displays the colorful assortment of underwear.
2: Exactly! These are all the latest trend in beachwear. Perfect for those who want to make a statement, but not go fully nude, if you know what I'm saying. Tom Cruise chuckles,
1: ha-ha, and examines. (laughs) I had the ha-ha. Great chuckle. And examines the underwear, but remains doubtful. I've never seen anyone wear underwear at a nude beach before.
0: Beetlejuice smiling. That's the point, my friend.
2: Stand out from the crowd. Be the trendsetter. Imagine the paparazzi snooping shots of you and these beauties.
1: Tom Cruise considers the idea, clearly amused by Beetlejuice's pitch. <laughs> well, I am known for my snile. Snile? <laughs> Your style. I am known for my style. How much for a pair? Beetlejuice rubs his hands together, eager to make a sale.
2: For you, Tom? A special price. Just a hundred dollars a pair.
1: (laughs) Raises an eyebrow, clearly surprised by the steep price of underwear. A hundred dollars for underwear? That's quite the deal.
2: Trust me, Tom. It's worth every penny. And you'll be the talk of Hollywood.
1: Tom Cruise decides to humor Beetlejuice and purchase a couple pairs of the eccentric underwear. He hands over the cash, grinning. Well, Beetlejuice, you certainly know how to make a sale. Beetlejuice chuckles and watches Tom Cruise walk away, proudly sporting his new beachwear.
2: <laughs> Another satisfied customer. Now, who's next?
0: Fade Out.
1: Fade Out in Seen Park.
0: Rick. That was it. I, you know, I hate Beetlejuice, but I enjoy impersonating him. It's kind of fun.
1: I feel like you would be hired to play there's like an age for like movies that they would always there would always be crappy video games that would come out kind of alongside the movies (laughs) yeah if there's like a Beetlejuice video game they would they wouldn't hire keaton they would just hire you to play (laughs) i
0: would be the knockoff version (laughs) i'd be honored i'd be honored to be the the voice for like a
1: mcdonald's toy
0: i'm i'm in as long as i get that money that moody
1: beetlejuice 2 let's go well park
0: this is the time that we rate this bad boy, Rick. I've been looking forward to this all evening.
1: Pass, recommends, or rent is our choices today.
0: Rick, we added a new a new category there at the end. Rent? What does that even mean?
1: I feel like I feel like it's like a step up of recommends. I feel like if I'm saying I would rent this movie, I'm going to pay money, and sometimes that can go up to five ninety nine if you rent renting like right off of Apple Park. That can.
0: That's true, Rick. I had to rent this movie the other day, and I spent $3.99 on it.
1: I love it so much more that, if it, that whatever, if, if it was your turn to rent or not, I love it so much more that it was you that had to pay it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. Um, Rick, I think uh, it's incredibly obvious what I'm going to choose here. I'm going to pass on this film. I don't think it's a necessity for people to see. I think there are better Halloween movies out there. I think there are better Tim Burton movies out there. I think there are better everything's out there. And I think that I don't understand how this is a classic. I don't. So congratulations, Beetlejuice, for being a classic. But Beetlejuice, 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 go back to where you're from.
1: Well, you said it three times, so you just summon him, actually right there. Anyways, Park. Or whatever. <laughs> I you, it's okay if you pass. It's okay if you don't buy it or rent it because Park, I'm not even gonna rent it. I'm gonna buy this baby. So whenever you come over, we can watch it. Whenever, we, whenever we want. Park. <laughs> every time I come I, and visit, every you're gonna have it loaded up and
0: loaded up and ready to go.
1: Yeah, Park. So I so yes, this is not even a right. this is a buy because mainly I feel like this is a uh, it's a classic. When I grew up, there was no real like Halloween movies that I feel like I would watch um consistently every october um try to make that hocus pocus i never i'm not a hocus pocus person i don't like hocus pocus
0: <gasps> <gasps> rick we are so different
1: i know i think that this movie would be my my every year pick that i would watch around Halloween. yes
0: i that disgusts me that disgusts me rick
1: because i think it's fast it tells you what it wants to say i honestly think it's funny i enjoy i really enjoy this movie i love the little dance in numbers spark. I think if you have not watched this movie, or if you've or if you've already watched this movie, I think you got to watch it again, and you got to watch it tonight.
0: It's so incredible how we are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum here. Like you are as far one way as I am the other way.
1: I had the prediction. I'm I'm actually dead serious about this prediction too. I think that when, and I'm going to adjust it a little bit to be more realistic, when we get to our hundredth movie that we review on this podcast. Maybe that, maybe the the podcast after, we're going to do like a little rating thing and kind of go over highlights of our, maybe where we rank.
2: If we remember.
1: In a way. If we remember. We will do the podcast, so don't worry. We're going to be here. I think after 100 movies we would do on this podcast. Because th- again, that doesn't mean that we're just watching 100 greatest movies of all time. This podcast has all movies of all different spectrums. Mm-hmm. I think the Beetlejuice would be top 30 for me without like there's no doubt in my mind actually that this would be top 30
0: i can confidently say that it would not for me (laughs) it's not we haven't even we haven't even watched 30 movies on this podcast yet and i can confidently tell you it's not in my top 30
1: (laughs) i do feel like we were the perfect people to talk to discuss beetlejuice because i i do think that those are the two sides i don't think it's a movie and maybe there are people i don't necessarily think it's a movie that you're you can be super indifferent towards like you watch you're like eh. I feel like you watch it and you're like, this movie was awful. Or you watch it and you're like, wow, I really enjoyed that movie. I see why it was a classic.
0: No, I mean it's uh, it's definitely a polarizing film for obvious reasons, and we both fit into that box perfectly. But you know what, Rick, might not have been my film, but it brought us together for this podcast, and I'm all about that. So it's been an absolute pleasure sharing this cast with you yet another week. Good to be back. it gave birth to uh, Disney Star Wars, Park. It's true. It's true. It's all true, Rick. More importantly, though, Rick, Beetlejuice brought us back to the original podcast format after our wonderful season hiatus. Yes.
1: Our little tussles, our debates.
0: Our little tussles and debates, yes, indeed. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting back to this format for season two in the very near future.
1: Park, I'm excited. You know, we just we just hung out. The other weekend, Park, we had our little little vacay together. We dreamed, we chatted, we did, we rested, and we're ready to get going. We're get ready going on season two.
0: We're ready. the The real question is, are you the listener ready? I don't know if you are. I really don't, but you Especially will be when
1: our when our audio quality dips a little bit for for a couple <laughs>
0: weeks. Yeah. Apologies to everyone out there. We uh, record the first three or four episodes of season two on our old. Uh, Mike set up, and then we upgraded to what you are hearing today. So you'll have to deal so with the little, uh, little sneak peek. Yeah, you'll have to deal with the old, the old sound for a little while. But hey, nostalgia—that's what we—that's what we're about. Nostalgia—that's going to give you nostalgic vibes here and that again.
1: That is true, Park.
0: Well, Rick, we're rambling. We've done a lot of that in this episode. Uh, We have. But we've been having a good time. That's what it's all about. It's just having some fun, and we hope that you, the listener out there, have had some fun with us as well. But for now, I think it's time for us to sign off. So uh, you've been listening to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast, the podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces from a different decade each week. From black and white classics to modern-day blockbusters, we'll be covering it all. This has been the Beetlejuice Podcast. My name is Parker. My co host over there, Rick the Third. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, everybody. Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween.